Welcome to the LTC Hospitality Podcast. We're here to help hospitality professionals live their best life, give them the training they need to grow, and to help them create the most welcoming atmosphere to serve their customers and guests. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the LTC Hospitality Podcast. My name is Jamie Preston, and today we have Lisa Jacoby all the way from Italy. And uh, Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, give us uh, just a brief background um, just on you. I know you've been on the show before, but give us kind of Mm -hmm. a background on what you do. Okay, well, um, I've been an executive coach for about 15 years, and um, a lot of that in um, the corporate world in healthcare. And I also um, write speeches for motivational speakers. I'm, I'm actually a ghostwriter for motivational speakers and a speaker coach. So if somebody's interested in sharing their message with the world and they're not quite sure how to structure it, um, they hire me and then I help them kind of go from A to Z from I have an idea or a feeling that this is what I want to do all the way to being up in front of a room earning uh, thousands of dollars per hour. Well, today we want to talk about Customer service and DISC and how you can use DISC uh, mm-hmm. for customer service. Can you give us a kind of another brief brief overview of what DISC is? Okay, so DISC, it's, we're, we're saying DISC, but it's really D-I-S-C. And it's a system of looking at people through four different, There's it breaks people down into four different quadrants, D-I-S and C. And it's probably the most widely used system for looking at people in business today. And it will enable you, if you understand DISC, to connect with people on a very deep level, to put them in the right position um, at work or to know um, what position you should be in yourself. It will also um, help you sell to everyone and understand your selling style. And Mm -hmm. it will help you motivate people. And this system comes from the ancient Greeks. It's about 2,000 years old. It wasn't called DISC back then, but it survived and been modernized um, in the 1930s by somebody named Marston for use in business. And I'm a pretty skeptical person. When I first learned DISC, I was like, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, there's only four kinds of people in the world. Mm-hmm. It's not quite that simple. Um Everybody has a primary style, either D, I, S, or C, and a secondary style, most people at least. And even though at different times in our day or in our life, we might act out of all the four quadrants, we're, we, are, we all have a default position that we're usually in. Right. So knowing this, knowing DISC, and knowing – if you know it well, you can size up a person in person or on the phone within seconds – at the most minutes, if you really right. know DISC, and you will know how to connect with them, which means how to um, make them like you and enjoy you and want to be around you, which is very, very important to everybody. There's, yes. there's nobody that doesn't need to connect deeply with people and will also enable you to very quickly sell to them if that's what you need to do. And I don't mean just in a strictly sales position, but an idea as a leader, yeah, you would know how each type would respond to whatever it is that 
you want to convey. And also, as I said, you know where they would succeed in what position. And you would also know how to motivate them. Mm-hmm. So for every walk of life, this would be useful, including in your personal relationships. Absolutely. And there's several of these out there. There's there's all kinds of different personality assessments you can take. There's the Enneagram, which is really good for personal use. There's Myers-Briggs and, and all these other different ones out there. But I think DISC is really good to, to kind of you know, hone in really quickly on a person and what their personality is like so that you can best serve them and, and help them. Right. And the other systems are pretty complicated. DISC, it's like mm-hmm. once you know DISC, you can look at a person and say, oh, this person's a D or this person is an S very quick. So the yep. only four categories or maybe you say, OK, this person is a DI. It's fast. Yep. So nobody needs to take a test for you to understand them. Absolutely. And you don't need to eat. It's pretty quick. I've actually taught DISC to kids. I've just told them four characters that exemplify each type. And within minutes, they're like, oh, this is what I am. This is what my brother is. This is what mommy and daddy are. And I'll have their parents in. Their parents are like sitting there like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to take kids a lot less time than adults. Yes. So what I'd like to do is just give everybody a quick overview of the four types. And then we can go into how to use DISC to connect with people, to persuade people, to sell them, motivate them, position them, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Absolutely. So the the D type, um, I'm a pretty good example <laughs> of yes, the D you personality. Are. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I'm a pretty much of just a D. Um, I don't really have a strong secondary uh, characteristic. And when you think about D, you might want to think about a few words to help you remember um, what D is directive, um, determined, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> what other words, I decisive, D people, mm-hmm. about 10% of the population are Ds and most people that are Ds take a leadership position. D people, um, like to do the things I just said. They like to direct, they like to make decisions and they tend to either work if they're on a team, they're leading the team or they're working independently. Right. They're not really team players. And since there's only 10% of them in the world, that's fine. Right. So uh, an example of with starts with D <laughs> to also help you remember and really key into the personality would be Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So his personality it definitely would fit with directive, decisive, and determined. And there's a lot of other D words that you could also add on. Um. The I personality, um, you might also, you might think about inspiring, impetuous. Um, The I personality is, they're really easy to pick out because these are people that are usually in a great mood and they're laughing a lot and they're very entertaining. And like I said, inspiring is the word you might want to think about. And I want you to imagine this, you're in the airport, you're waiting on the security line. If you're a D like me, you are mad because this is just insupportable and Ds want everything yesterday. We're not the most patient people in the world. We want to get it done. We're very task oriented and we're thinking about all the things we could be doing and trying Mm -hmm. to do as many as we can on our phone. You see somebody else on the line. And they are laughing and talking and telling stories and they've got people around them and they're all having fun. And that's the I. Yep. 
These are the people that wherever they go, they light up the space and it's a party. These are the party people. That is me. <laughs> That's you. And I people, D people like to be in charge. I people love to be in front of the room, whether it's a virtual room like we're in now or a um, a big auditorium. They are the entertainers of the world. They are the actors, the singers, the dancers, dancers, comedians, mm -hmm. many teachers and preachers. These people just belong in front of people. They love to energize people and educate them and make them laugh and make them happy. So you could see between me and Jamie here, yep. <laughs> two very diverse uh, personality styles. And that's the beauty of it, too. Uh, you know, you want to work with that opposite personality a lot of times to, to get things done, to, to make things better. If you have all eyes working together, it's going to be fun, but you're not getting anything done. <laughs> it's a party. It's a no, party. It's not even work. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So for me, like I'm a D, so I'm very task-oriented, very driven. That would be another D word. I'm working my to-do list all day long. And I might not laugh in a whole day. I might just be going from thing to thing, fast speed. A lot of Ds are workaholics. And if I come across an I, I, they just stop me in my tracks, make me laugh, make me happy, and make my day, make me feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, so eyes are like, for me, a necessity. I need at least to have one eye in every day if it's going to be a good day. Right. A day without an eye or a place without an eye is a pretty dull place. And just to tell you a quick story to see the value of I people, um, we, um, I was working with uh, two different facilities. They were assisted living facilities. They were almost identical in the same community. The buildings were pretty much identical. And the staff was pretty much, it seemed about the same. But one, one facility was always full and one was always had vacancies and we couldn't figure it out. And I went down and I did disc training in both facilities. And I got a call from somebody in um, the administration in one of the facilities. And she said, I can tell you why our facility where I work is full and why the other neighboring facility is, is not ever full. And I said, okay. And she said, I'll tell you why there are no eyes in the other facility. And I'm mm. like, you're right. You're right. With a place without an eye is like a room without the light on. Exactly. It's a drag. <laughs> it is. So you go to Starbucks and the person is laughing and talking to you and making you feel good and peppy and happy. And it's a place you want to be. You want to sit there, get some work done, have a coffee. You go into the bank, even if it has a comfortable chair and a nice vase with flowers, somehow or another, that's like really not where you want to sit down and be. Right, And that's because you rarely have an eye in a bank. Mm. And you're definitely going to have an eye in Starbucks and also the library. It's usually not no eye people there. It's just nope. if you have to go there, you go. But it's not a place where you meet anybody. You have to be quiet in the library and the eye doesn't have that ability. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you can always tell if you're an eye, if other people are eyes, because they're usually in a good mood for no reason, in my opinion. Um, I'd love more of that. No criticism there. And they, they laugh a lot. They can even just say, hi, how are you? Ha, ha, ha. And it's like, I'm thinking, is there something funny that I missed? Everything's funny. But, <laughs> right. So I, people just manage to have a good time everywhere. Okay. And the next type is the S personality. And I like to say for S, S, think of um, subtle. 
because if you if, if you don't know what someone is, they're not giving out any cues like a D. We tend to be a little bossy. You don't miss us. The mm-hmm. I, they laugh a lot. They're peppy, happy, hard to miss. The S is a little subtle. So these are like the sensitive people, sympathetic people, mm-hmm. um, very caring and um, think about Mother Teresa, right. somebody that's really there to help and heal. They tend to be a little bit introverted. Yeah. So the S personality that you see a lot of them in healthcare. Yes, they do. love to. They are typically in the, um, sorry, caring professions: psychologists, counselors, social workers, mm-hmm. nurses, therapists of all kinds. And these people love to be with other people and to be on a team. Now, I people like to be in front of the room. The mm-hmm. S people love to collaborate, cooperate, work together. And really, they they also shine one-on-one where they're comforting and caring, right. alleviating pain, whether it's emotional or physical or spiritual. They are just put on earth to respond to pain and problems. If you have any kind of pain or problem and you have an S they will stay with you until you feel better. They're just mm-hmm. born to help and heal. So let's, and our last one is C. So think conscious, uh, sorry, conscientious, correct, critical. These are like Mr. Spock in Star Trek, for those of you that are old enough to know who that is. Yep. The Vulcan, who is not overly emotional. These people are amazing at anything that requires detail and analysis they're very very mental very typically very intelligent very meticulous very methodical super organized um think compliant that's another c word so these are the people that'll be in the professions that require that um ability to understand a spreadsheet maybe make one Mm -hmm. these are the people that dot the i's and cross the t's they would be um, accountants administrative types um not like i said they're not um they're kind of on the mental plane so uh you wouldn't see them typically don't take leadership positions because they're not into um taking risks they're more like they like to follow rules. They like to make rules. They're all into the policies and the procedures. Mm-hmm. These are the people that read the fine print. So typically you will see a lot of D's in leadership who are willing to go out there in the unknown and unknown and be daring. And you'll actually see uh, as many S's because S's love structure and in an instructed environment like academia or law or medicine, they will go up the rungs and make it to the top. So a good example for an example, a good example of an S leader would be Obama. Mm-hmm. So this is a quick overview of DIS and C. Anything you want to add to that that would help people know what they are and who other people yeah. are? Yeah, I think one of the things I you hear from people when you talk about the S personality is that the S is weak because they're sensitive. That is not the case. That is not the case at all. They're very stubborn sometimes. You know, <laughs> they can be very stubborn. They can hold things down if they need to. Um, and they're very protective, uh, you know, especially if a nurse with a patient. They're very protective um, and they're very strong willed people. I like to say don't mess with the S. Mm-hmm. Now, D people could be very domineering. That's another D word for you. But <laughs> in a battle between the S and the D, 
the S will win. And I'll tell you why. The D person is usually um, a person who's pretty um, hot-tempered. Mm-hmm. So we, we can be the evolved type and control it, but we, we tend to get mad pretty quick, but we get over it really quick. Yes. Now, the S personality, when they get mad, they may not let you know for a while. It might simmer for some time, but when they go to war, when and usually it's about once a month, they save it up <laughs> <laughs> and then let it out, and it is such a harangue. The D will usually surrender. It's just not worth it to us. Right. We love to win for a D life is war, but we're not into a prolonged battle, whereas the S really wants you to understand how they feel mm-hmm. and be um, repentant and apologize profusely and not And the D is like (laughs) just trying to get out as fast as they can. So we're not into the long-term war. We're just into the quick win. Whereas they really are very sensitive. And if they feel that they've been overlooked or injured or whatever it is, they really want to know that you know how bad they feel. And D people, we, we tend to talk more about ideas, how we can change everything, make everything better. We live in that kind of more on that mental plane. The S people are very much in their hearts, which is why they're such Mm -hmm. great caregivers. And if they feel something, you need to be attentive to that. And one last thing to know is that there's a lot of chemistry between D and S. That means we tend to have great attraction to each other. Mm -hmm. And you usually see D's and S's getting married or being in partnerships. But that chemistry could also go wrong. It could, it's, could be love-hate. It's usually love, but when it goes wrong, it's also very chemical. <laughs> and the I and the C is also a very chemical relationship. So you'll see mm-hmm. a lot of I's married to C's or working together. They balance each other out. The I is having fun. The D is doing. The C is doing all the drudgery. Right. And the the S is attracted to the confidence of the D. And um, the D is very attractive to the sensitivity of the S. The S opens the heart of the D. So Ds and Ss typically love each other. Is and Cs typically love each other. And like I said before, you might be a DS or an ID or an IC, you know, but you have most people, there are some people that are split down the middle, but most people are primarily in one quadrant or another. And that's that's their default position. All things being equal, that's the behavior you're going to see. Mm-hmm. And these, this is a behave, a system of behavioral styles. This doesn't. We're not talking about deep in your soul. We're talking about how you act in the world. That's what we're classifying. Right. But let's let's get into the customer service part. Yes. That's really what we wanted to get to today. So I think the most important thing that you can take out of today, besides knowing what you are and the other people around you is how to um, really connect with people. Because once you have a deep connection with somebody, uh, you know, that's the beginning of serving them. You know, first, first off, you need to gain their trust. They have to enjoy being with you and, and want to have that relationship. And from there, you know, everything else will follow. And what DISC has to do with that is that each type has an emotional need. And the idea is that if you meet each type's emotional need, you will connect with them. Absolutely. You will have a positive relationship. So let's do a little quiz here, Jamie. Okay. (laughs) What is the emotional need of the D? It's one word. Respect. 
exactly. So if you think about Donald Trump, I remember when he was um, campaigning, somebody would be heckling him in the audience and you'd be like, get him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when, when a D is disrespected, that's just what they want to do with the people around them, which is to get him out. And you can always tell what the emotional need is of a person, because if it's not met, they are not happy. They right. do not play nice in the sandbox. So when you meet with a D, and again, you're you if once you start to think in these terms, some of you already are just listening, and um, this is making a lot of sense to you, and you can already identify yourself and the people around you, or you know DISC already. There's certainly a lot of books and a lot of information online where you can learn more about this. Mm-hmm. But once you've identified someone as a D, and like I said, they they typically are easy to identify. A lot you'll find them in leadership positions and any almost any position where decision making has to be done quickly and consistently, you're gonna find a D. Mm-hmm. If you go over to that person and your primary objective is to give that person respect, you will be paving the way for a great relationship. So when you're dealing with the D, you want to imagine they have a sign on their forehead which says Give me respect. And that doesn't mean just just being polite. It means finding things about them um, that you can observe, that you've heard about them, that you can um, notice that they're responsible for, and giving them some very effusive compliments. Right. I think the big point of this is you got to meet people on their level, not yours. And I think that's the big mistake we make in customer service, where me as an I, I come in bright, chipper, happy, um, which is fine. But it it may, if I'm working with a D personality, it may disrespect them. And I don't even realize it, that they don't want to, they don't want that at that point in time. So meeting them on their level is huge. And especially for with respect for a D. So yeah, so with a D, when you first encounter them, the first thing you're thinking about is how can I make this person feel respected? So As you can probably tell just from listening to me, D people tend to control the conversation. They're very domineering. They usually know what they want, and um, they're going to let you know what that is. It's rare (laughs) that they're in their receptive mode. So let's just imagine you have a patient and you're some kind of caregiver, Mm -hmm. and that person is a D. They might start off by saying, you know, I wanted to tell you this. You know, they, they will usually initiate the conversation and um, it will and they will be communicating. And you want to say, wow, you know, that's a, that's um, really important. You know, thank you for telling me that. In other words, you need to let them know, give like honor what they're saying and let them know that you think what they're saying is important. If they ask you a question, you might say, you know what, that's a great question. Right. That's a really great question. In other words, there's really should be no communication from them that you can't find some way or another of um, recognizing as something worthy of acknowledgement. Right. So you might also walk into a place where there's a D and the place just looks great and say, this place looks fantastic. I bet you have something to do with it. And here's a good example. I was sitting in a hotel um, dining room, and this woman walks over to the table. She's the waitress, and she just something about her posture and look. D people, she was wearing all black. That might have been their uniform, but that is a color that they would would, would wear a lot. D people really like to, as like I said, be respected, and they will wear things that 
kind of connote prestige, you know, something and the way they stand, they'll stand with mm-hmm. their shoulders back, head held high. They may not be smiling. <laughs> they look they look like they're on top of their game. And that's exactly what I said to this waitress. I said, you know what? You look like you're really on top of your game. You look like a super organized person that really knows what she's about. And she said, that is me. And let me tell you, she was a D and she gave me amazing service because once you meet that person's emotional need, whatever their style is, personality style, they will be incredibly responsive to you. They will start to like you, enjoy you, want to please you, want to be around you. And, um, that's what you're looking for. Just you know, as, as the beginning of customer service, you know, before you're even finding out what it is exactly they want, you want them to feel, you know, close to you. Mm-hmm. And this will bring people close to you, meeting their emotional need. Absolutely. That's great. Let's get and, into the and eye. Just, okay. So the eye, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> the emotional need of the eye is to be liked. Exactly. So when you meet with an I, they're typically going to be that person that's smiling and happy and saying something witty to you when you walk in the door, even if you've never met them before. And you see a lot of eyes in sales positions because they love to be around people mm-hmm. and they love to get people excited and enthusiastic about things and they love to talk and they just are fabulous at sales. And um, they're not into like you know, filling out forms and things that require a whole lot of detail. They want to be in the moment with people. So it makes it a wonderful profession for them. So typically the I, if you just say, you know what, (laughs) you know, um, I just wasn't in a very good mood today, but you have really made me laugh. You have made my day. You're, you know, you can just, you start making friends with them and treating them like a friend and letting them know you're enjoying their company and the time you're spending with them, and they will just blossom yep. and move heaven and earth for you. Relationships are huge to me, um, and making people happy is, is a big deal. Like I want people to feel comfortable around me. I want people to feel um, inspired, you know, when they're around me, somehow, some way. And I think that's that's the, that's what the eyes need to feel that people are feeling those things. You know, the, the late great sales trainer and author Zig Ziglar said sales is a transfer of emotion. So mm. if you want to buy something and you walk into a space where there's an eye and they're just feeling happy and warm and they start talking to you, you start feeling that way. And the next thing you know, you've just taken out your credit card and spent twice as much as you had in mind. <laughs> it's so true. And I think so, the other, the opposite side of that is if you don't give that eye, that feeling that they're liked, um, that easily destroys them. They cannot stand right. that. I cannot stand that. I found out, um, it's been several months ago, but I found out that a person didn't like me and it drove me nuts for two or three days. And that was on my mind for that long. And I, and it just drove me nuts because you want, you know, eyes want that. They want to be liked. They want to be, um, they want to be useful and helpful to others. And when they feel like they can't do that, that gets on their nerves for sure. 
Right. So to connect with an eye, you just let them know how much you appreciate them and enjoy them and how much you've missed them or look forward to seeing them or how good they make you feel or how much better you're feeling right now Mm -hmm. because you're in their presence and they will, you know, feel very, they will like you more. Absolutely. (laughs) And do more for you. Yeah. You'll get Mm -hmm. the most out of that relationship once you've met that need to be liked. For sure. Now the S needs to have their feelings validated. Validated. So the S person, like I said, they're really in the world to help and heal and they're very wired to pick up on all the pain and problems. And they, they could not, they might not be feeling as, as good as they possibly could because they are so tuned in to all the suffering in the world. Um, because really what they want to do, their purpose of their life is to alleviate suffering. Mm. And so, when you meet with an S, you never want to neglect to say, how are you? And really say it in a way that lets them know you really want to listen. When you say to an S, how are you? How are you feeling? How's everything going? How's your family? How's this? How's that? They're going to answer. Mm-hmm. And if you just listen and say, uh-huh, oh, I see. Oh, that must be hard. And they get to share all those feelings. From that point on, they, they're in a fabulous mood and they're giving and loving mm-hmm. and the best people to be around. But they've got to be able to have a chance to express their feelings and really be listened to. Mm-hmm. And I think in a genuine way, too, they can sniff out when somebody's not being genuine. Um, it needs to be from the heart. Absolutely. So showing the S that you care about their feelings is is really what they want. They don't want you to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. No matter how tempting it is to start giving advice, that's really not what they want. They just want to know you care about their feelings. That makes them feel cared about. That puts gas in their tank, and they can go out and be a superpower after that. Mm -hmm. So that's absolutely critical, that you check how they feel, and you don't try to talk them out of their feelings, minimize it, fix their problems, just listen and, and just empathize, just say, I understand. Wow. Absolutely. You must really feel bad about that. And the next thing you know, they're not feeling bad anymore and they're out ready to do all the, um, giving and loving that people appreciate them for. Absolutely. Okay. And our last group are the C's in order to connect with the C, you need to meet their emotional need. And that is to have their, this is a long one, their extra expertise acknowledged. Very good. I actually like that because I usually say it's to have their work and analysis uh, acknowledged, but I liked what you just said because um, C people tend to be, at whatever they do, very exacting. Their highest values are quality and efficiency. So you can count on the C to almost never make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy for the C to be overlooked because they hold such a high standard for themselves. After a while, you just expect perfection from them. They are perfectionists, but they work very hard. And the kind of work they do, it's not like the I that's getting in front of the room and people are clapping or the D that's the leader and, you know, or the S who's helping and healing and has these people being so grateful. The C person just tends to produce perfection. Mm -hmm. and, And often people just think okay you know that's just what they do they don't realize those that person may be putting in hours and hours to get 
what you thought is just natural to them. So if you just tell them, wow, you do such an amazing job. I could never do that. I don't know what I would do without you. I mean, are you perfect? Are you human? You like never make a mistake. Or like, <laughs> oh my God, how did you do all that? They love that. Absolutely. They love that. Now, these are not the smiley people. And you might just think, you know, they just do what they do and they don't need anything. You know, they're kind of robotic. Not at all. There's a person underneath that that's just very, very attentive to the mm -hmm. task. And on the mental plane, after work, they can be as, you know, smiley and witty, tend to be very witty. They're very sharp, like I said. But when they're working, they're working and they're very diligent. Mm-hmm. And I think when you said they tend to get overlooked sometimes, if I'm leading a meeting, it may be a creative meeting, I want to identify those C's and pull that out of them. Uh, they have amazing ideas and they have lots of data that you need to be able to make a good decision. And mining that out of them is is crucial because they will sit in a room and never say a word but they are so smart and we need them. Well, any place that doesn't have a C probably isn't going to stay in business for long. So true. Yeah. So I think the main thing is we all tend to look at interactions with people. And let's say even in a customer service situation uh, in a way that's kind of transactional. In other words, I'm going to do this for you that you need and you're going to in some way um, compensate me. But I think the important thing that I'm trying to get to here is first and foremost, rather than thinking about the task you're performing, let's say you're providing a service as a healthcare provider or you're a salesperson and you want to meet the need of the customer, what you should be thinking about is the emotional need of the person in front of you, how that person is feeling mm. first. First, make that emotional connection by meeting their emotional need and then move on to the next step in customer service. Absolutely. And I think it's just very easy. Let's just say you're a nurse to feel that you're going to take care of somebody's physical needs, you know, get them out of pain, find out what else they require and to feel that that's your job mm -hmm. and that if you've done that, you've done a good job. Well, you have. <laughs> on a physical level, but most people want to be treated not just as a body with certain symptoms that you're going to alleviate. They want to be, they want to feel that you care about them. Okay. So with the D, what's going to, if you ask me, how, how are you? That's really not a question I want to answer. I'm not sure how I am. I'm a, the, the D's and the C's are task-oriented. I'm focused on what I'm doing and what my ideas. I'm not sure, too sure about how I feel, and that's not going to make me feel connected with you if you ask me that question. I'll mm -hmm. be like, I don't know how I feel. Ask me later when I'm not so busy. <laughs> you know. Um, so if you want to make me feel that I matter and, and, and create um, a great relationship with me as you serve me, you know, give me with some respect. That's what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge me as an intelligent person, a capable person, a determined person, whatever you can find. And I'm not saying that you should make things up and manipulate people. I'm saying that this is what I need. And by the way, most D people maybe come across as intimidating or arrogant or 
they they tend to walk into a situation and half the people in the room just love them. They just find them charismatic and the other half of the people don't like them at all, even hate them. Mm. <laughs> they have very strong personalities. And to all people, they seem like very confident to the point where they don't need a compliment. You give a D a compliment, you acknowledge them for some of the things they're proud of or that they've done. And they will be like putty in your hands. Yeah. They are starved for acknowledgement. They, mm -hmm. they need it and they rarely get it. They get less compliments because people think, oh my God, that person is so, you know, confident and overbearing. I give them a compliment, they're going to be impossible. You know, just the opposite. The more you acknowledge the D for the, the good things they've done and for their good qualities, the more respect you give them the nicer they are mm -hmm. <laughs> and the more pliable. So I think this is important with, with every type is not to see whatever you're doing with them first and foremost as a task. Okay, let me find out what you need to buy and let me show you your options. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, let that I know how much you're enjoying them. Let that S know how much you care about how they feel. You know, let that C know that you know, their analysis and their, um, what they provide is, is very, very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. So, and that is going to be a foundation that will allow you to really, um, have a great relationship with that person going forward. And even if you make a mistake, even if you don't hit the mark in whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, that person will be willing to give you another chance, give you the benefit of the doubt, and give you space to get it right. Absolutely. And and let me say this. If you use this, I promise you it will work. You know, it's almost scary how how it works. And you just have to pay attention and use it. It's just like a language. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. But man, if you use this, I promise you it will make you better at customer service. It will make you a better, um, uh, you know, with relationships and, and, and everything. If you'll just use it, I, it works. You know, I think that um, DISC on the surface seems like, what do you mean? There are four kinds of people. Isn't that pigeonholing people, trivializing their differences? In actuality, once you learn DISC, you start really appreciating the differences that people have mm -hmm. and understanding that people are all different and we all need to be treated differently. So it's exactly the opposite of the way it looks at first. At first, it seems like a gross overgeneralization, like to the point of absurdity. But once you actually get into it, there, I would say it's life-changing. And it has mm -hmm. you really appreciating that people have different needs and different skills and different talents. And if someone is different than you, that's a good thing. <laughs> because yeah. they can do things you can't do. Versus... The way I am is the way people should be, and other people are defective versions of me, which is kind of the way I looked at the world. You know, being a D, I was like, why isn't everybody like get it done type, you know, just mm -hmm. blast through? <laughs> and now I realize D people are not even my favorite people. I may admire them, I do, but I really like to be around S people. I could never understand also why 
S people were always attracted to me. I didn't know they were S people, but I noticed there was a certain kind of more soft, sensitive person mm -hmm. that would just gravitate towards me. Now I know why, and now I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate them. And Absolutely. I don't mind if they don't blast through the barriers. Mm -hmm. It's okay if they are soft and sensitive and a little slower. And in fact, I realize that I actually need that. I need to slow down and they're the people to open my heart mm -hmm. and relax me and get me in touch with my feelings. Yeah. I've heard it said, you know, people think that this is putting them in a box. And it's honestly, it's letting you out of the box and really becoming who you really are. And then meeting the world in a way that you can understand others and uh, really let you out of the box that you're in. I think if you really know DISC and you start using it, your relationships will be transformed and you will start to appreciate not only the value other people have, but ultimately it should give you self-love because you'll stop seeing yourself as deficient mm -hmm. And start seeing, okay, these are my strengths and there are some other areas that other people have strengths. So it should increase your love for other people and your self-love mm -hmm. and make you a better person. I really, I really know that that's the case because I've seen it not just in my own life but in a lot of other people's. It should give you so much greater understanding of yourself and other people that you have so much more compassion and you're, you're much more kind and giving and ultimately – that's what you want. That's what everyone wants is to be their very best. And I think this is one of the ways that you can achieve that. Absolutely. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is great stuff that you can use and it's practical and it's, and it's inspirational. And I think it's, it can really help a lot of people if they use it. And I think we have more programs on LTC university on this subject, mm -hmm. right? People yep. could get more information there. Yep. They can. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you for listening today. The LTC Hospitality Podcast is part of the LTC Podcast Network. We invite you to check out our other podcast, the LTC University Podcast. Thanks so much for listening today, and let's keep learning.